Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> a special Wednesday episode of the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the air. It's Wednesday, April 12, 2017. I'm Jamal. You can find me on the Twitter at Giant Crab. Two chains. Hello. What up? What up? And Mike from Nova Pro Wrestling, Mike King, uh, the one of the co-owner of, of the great Nova Pro Wrestling, having a show this weekend, uh, Friday night at uh, the JCC in Fairfax, Virginia, little 8900 Little River Turnpike. Doors open at 7, 7.30. Bell time is at 8. It's the Commonwealth Cup of 2017. Mike, hello. What's going on, guys? Super excited for this Friday night. Probably the biggest show we've ever put on, to be honest, so... I'm glad to be on here promoting the show. There's so many questions about the show, and of course, all will be revealed over the course of Friday evening, uh, which is why you got to go. It's you know, 20 bucks, 25 for for, our, for front row. Of course, Eric Royal, he's in the competition, the 12 man tournament for the Commonwealth Cup. Either he loses for the first time ever in Nova Pro, or he wins it all. Uh, do you have a? Um, uh, a favorite to win it? I know I have mine. You know, you, you look at Eric Royal, you look at his undefeated streak at this point, and a thing that stands out to me, guys, is that he has beaten a third of the field. He's beaten Tim Dons. He's beaten Donovan Dijak. He's beaten Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. He's beaten David Starr. He's been four guys in this 12-man tournament. That's got to give him an advantage alone. Even if he had only won four matches up until this point and it was against those four guys, that's an advantage, but he's also undefeated. But you know, the thing you got you got to think about is that to stay undefeated, to win the whole tournament, you got to win three matches in one night. That's a lot of endurance. That's a lot of that's 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 a lot of cardio to have right there. And you know, Eric's a big man. He's he's agile for his size, but who knows, you know, what happens when he has to have his even his first round match or his second round match or his final, you know, who knows how much, how much he's going to have left in the tank by the end of the night, if he's got to go all the way to the finals. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's not, it's a, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you definitely have some interesting, a, a very, a vast field. It's, it's 12 guys, but a, a different array of styles. You have uh, the hard hitting, uh, you know, Eric Royal, um, Bobby Shields, and, uh, and you have, my personal pick to win it, Logan Easton LaRoe uh, from the gated community, inside of the gated community, surrounded by another gated community. If the drive alone, you know, have the endurance to make that drive down there through the multiple uh, gates of communities, has got to push him over the top as far as the endurance, the wherewithal to get through. I, I guess the biggest thing about it is you don't know who your next opponent is going to be until it happens. So it's impossible to prepare for. So that's another interesting aspect of the tournament. But the tournament itself, how did it come about? Were you guys planning uh, some kind of cup since there isn't a traditional Nova Pro belt? And was it supposed to be this? Did this tournament start out or as you originally planned it? So the tournament actually was an idea from the beginning. 
it, it wasn't always the Commonwealth Cup. There was a couple different names. But the tournament has always uh, been an idea since the beginning. At one point, it was going to be an eight-man tournament one night. I uh, made the decision when we made the date official for the Commonwealth Cup that it needed to be 12. I just I, I thought eight was a little uh, short-sighted. I just thought it was not enough, but also 16 would be too many to do in one night. And uh, we couldn't, you know, with, with a tournament. It's it was a long show. And with any like major expense in, in wrestling, when you're a kind of you're still when you're still a new promotion, any major expense in wrestling, you kind of got to look at the risk. And I thought twelve was perfect for a one night show. Uh, that's not to say that if you know this Friday night is successful, which is looking like it's going to be very successful. Uh, that's not to say that there isn't a chance that next year or the year after the format would change to maybe sixteen or twenty four over the course of two nights. But uh, that, you know, let's get through Friday night first. And uh, I think even, you know, keeping it short at 12, it kind of adds the prestige. You know, it kind you know, so many people can be considered for a 24-person tournament. A 12-person tournament, you got to pick, you know, the, the 12 of the very, very best. And that's kind of what we have here this Friday night. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, and speaking of the 12, I mean, obviously, upon the uh, rollouts of each participant throughout the weeks, um, it was clearly that Sanjay was going to be a, a no-brainer to enter this tournament. He actually had to be replaced by Jonathan Gresham. And I'm wondering, it's been – he's a fan favorite of Nova Pro. He, he, some can say he is Nova Pro, but he's not going to be able to be in this tournament. Is there anything that, we could, that can be discussed about why he um, is not able to be in the tournament, why he was replaced? I, I, I'll say this. Um, Sanjay gets our dates like five minutes after I do. Like as soon as I <laughs> sign the deal with the building and everything, Sanjay's the first guy I call. Sanjay is very instrumental in everything we do at Nova Pro Wrestling. Um, I don't think, I, I actually don't think a lot of the fans realize how important he is to the company and to the six and how uh, much value he has for us and i'll say this um sanjay consider considers us family uh i've said it a bunch of times i've known sanjay since i was five years old i'm 22 and i've known sanjay since i was five years old and um i was at his very first match his very first match happened on my very first live event i've ever attended so we've been close for a very long time he does not miss nova pro shows for just anything this uh, I, I've been promised not to say exactly what it is, but it's very important for him and it's very important for his family that he is not in Fairfax this Friday night, that he's where he needs to be. So that's that's what we'll I'll say about that, to be honest. <laughs> Understood. I mean, um, uh, yeah. immediately when we heard the news, you know, nobody wants to absolutely think the worst or the best or whatever it may be. We just automatically extended our wishes out to him because we know. When we see Nova Pro, we see you, we see your pops, we see Sanjay. It's synonymous to see you three each and every time. So there he wasn't going to be in it. You know, we just sent out our, you know, our blessings to him to make sure everything was okay. And, um, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll still be in the building by heart, no matter if you think about it. But, again, just just so it's clear on air, um, whatever it is that's going on, we we always extend our best wishes to him and good luck and whatever it may be. I do, so we'll, do got to say real quick on uh, on Sanjay's behalf, he was uh, extremely looking forward to the tournament. And I think, honestly, 
I don't know if if he was still in it, he would be my favorite to win it. With with Eric undefeated and all, I just think it it didn't mean anything more to anybody else in that field than Sanjay to win that tournament. So absolutely, I mean, think about the think about the moment of him holding the cup at the very end of the tournament. It it it, it just seems so so perfect, so surreal. Like it's 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 meant to happen. So with that being said, I I can almost ensure that he's going to be wreaking vengeance when he when uh, we return back in May, right? Yeah, he'll be he'll be back in the building in May, and you know. It's like I said to him when he had to cancel, you know, it's just 11 more months to the next Commonwealth Cup. So, yeah, you know, just be ready next year. And his replacement, Jonathan Gresham, who just recently signed with RRH, which is absolutely a, um, a really interesting replacement. It, with that being said alone, why was he the pick for you here? Uh, with Sanjay being out of the tournament, like like we've said, Sanjay missing a Nova Pro show, it's, it's such a big void. It doesn't quite always feel the same i wanted to have somebody that the fans would get excited. i think i think we lost uh-oh hey, hey uh-oh bear with us mike bear with us are you there mike night but you know with Gresham I kind of think you know people I kind of think he might be the dark horse to win this whole thing because uh you think about him and you think about the kind of career he's had he's former CZW world champion he's won best of the best another prestigious tournament in independent wrestling like you said he signed with ring of honor now he has the pedigree to have already been in the Commonwealth Cup but he was asked to be a replacement so he might have that chip on his shoulder he might want to prove to me and like everybody else in the office this Friday night that, you know, he belonged in this tournament. He should have been asked before somebody pulled out. So, yeah, uh, you know, he's definitely my dark horse pick to win the whole thing. Especially with that match with him um, against Don and Dijak, I, I can almost assure you that um, the fans would love to see another round of that. And I'm sure he has something to prove there as well, too. So um, definitely going to be interesting. A lot of the combinations that can happen there is going to be really good. So, I'm very, very much intrigued. Um, Jamal? Yeah, I was uh, going to say that Dijak has got to be my dark horse to win it. Uh, and, but really, you can make a case for anyone to uh, take home the Commonwealth Cup. Um, since it is the Commonwealth Cup, obviously Virginia is a Commonwealth, but there are three other states that are Commonwealths also. Is this something that could be defended uh, obviously, it's going to remain with no pro, but is this something that welcomes challengers from the other Commonwealths to come through? You know, when I had originally planned for the Commonwealth Cup, I had almost I considered doing a tournament where it was just people from Virginia, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts, since those are the four Commonwealths. But that just didn't seem feasible, and I also did not want to disclude anyone that you know is has a, a great record on our roster or is a fan favorite on our roster. Uh, by doing that but uh it, it you know there is potential to possibly you know further down the line as we as we uh go through the years of the tournament maybe in a couple of years doing one in pennsylvania or in massachusetts or even kentucky as the years go by there's i think there's a strong possibility of doing that especially in massachusetts or pennsylvania so well, well but maybe not go there because this is our thing we need to keep it here but you know <laughs> maybe the, the champion of a pennsylvania promotion a kentucky 
a uh, Massachusetts promotion, a Puerto Rican promotion, because technically are they a Commonwealth as well. So, I mean, that'd be kind of awesome to see Savio Vega versus, you know, the Commonwealth Cup champion of, into the next tournament. But Very true, um, very true. Well, well, as you mentioned that, let's talk about Dijak and the fact that he's, uh, you know, yeah. he's from Boston and he's yeah. considered the ace of New England. So yeah. that's kind of like having a, a, another Commonwealth champion in the tournament, I would say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it makes sense for Dijak or, um, to, to enter. And uh, being a former CCW champion, Gresham obviously makes sense as well. Uh, so, yeah, that would be kind of cool to see Tim, down the road. Tim Dotz calls uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania home, so that's another guy. Huh. Well, there you, So now let's see. It's it's already working out. There you go. Yeah. So going forward, we have the um, Commonwealth Cup for 2017. Uh, the Cup itself, uh, I, personally, I think that, you know, Logan Easton LaRoe is going to take it. He's going to have a nice apple teeny and uh, drink from the cup, <laughs> uh, as, as you do. Um, there's a party at Wegmans in, in Leesburg, <laughs> but so that's already, that's already going to be set, but going forward, were there any other specialty events? Uh, you know, the Commonwealth Cup is a big deal, but what was this the first, uh, you know, specialty event that you guys were, were planning or is this the one that made the most sense? To on the first? I'd say it's, it's the first and the one that made the most sense. Uh, I'll also say that there has been talk and um, about doing kind of like a rumble in a way, like kind of like a rumble show. So there's been talk about doing that at some point. I don't know uh, when that will possibly come about, but there has been uh, some serious talks about that. There's been uh, with the Black Friday show that I that we plan on doing every year. Uh, last year we had a Survivor Series match. So there is a there is a, a conscious effort to kind of do a Survivor Series match on every Black Friday show. It's kind of like our tribute to Survivor Series. But, uh, yeah, yeah the, the Commonwealth Cup is definitely, like, the first and, like, I think the most important one we got off the ground, for sure. No, absolutely. So, and again, that's the Commonwealth Cup this Friday at the Northern Virginia Jewish Community Center, 8900 Little River Turnpike in Fairfax, Virginia. Doors open at 730. Bell time's at 8. Uh, you can get your tickets at the door or at noverprowrestling.tumblr.com. Uh, front row is 25 bucks, and the uh, remaining general mission is 20 bucks. Um, but I want to talk about the JCC itself um, around the country, uh, you know, including locally. We've seen it happen in Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, we've seen it happen in, uh, in Richmond and in uh, Hampton Roads area where uh, cowards, uh, it's only PG way to call them, uh, have been uh, vandalizing with racial epithets and other insens insensitivities. Um, Jewish community centers around the country. Uh, I think in that regard, it's it's not only important for the promotion, um, it's it's important for the community to still show that um, if we don't go to two events, the terrorists win. And that's exactly what I think that uh, people who post that type of uh, propaganda in a very, very, very cowardly way uh, it's important for you to come out to show support, not to the community center itself specifically, but to the small business that and all the other businesses that run within. Um, so how has been the, been the reaction at the JCC following such an attack like this? I know um, a lot of the people at the JCC kind of want to move on and forget about it. Um, I know just to me personally, we just the JCC 
holds a very special place in my heart. Um, I, I don't talk about it a lot, but not a lot of people know this, but first going to start running shows and stuff, I called a lot of buildings in Northern Virginia. I called maybe a hundred buildings in Northern Virginia and the JCC was the only building that would give me the time of the day. They were the, and they were incredibly on board with everything. And they were super accommodating with everything on the very first show and have been since, um, not just, not just for me as somebody that, you know, rents the JCC and stuff like that. Just, you know, you talk to people that go there, always said whenever you sign up like i've seen people go there for our shows and be and talk to matt who's the director who ends up all our nova pro shows and makes himself very accessible to all the fans uh i see a lot of fans talk to him and they're like oh i wish i was jewish so i could attend the j so i could use the jcc facilities all the time and matt's always like you know all faiths are welcome so it's not just you know for you know jewish people it's just it's an incredibly important community center that helps a lot of kids in the area. And uh, to, honestly, what what happened to them almost brought brought me to tears. It was just it was, it was very saddening. And uh, we want to do everything we can this Friday night. That's why we're accepting donations on the JCC's behalf. If you can't be there this Friday night, please go to their website jccnv.org. Donate through them because they need all the help they can get to get this hate off of their beautiful facility and to just move on from everything that's happened and to happen during Passover is just incredibly disgraceful and just disgusting by those people that did that. And let's just, let's just help the JCC get through this guys. Yep. Can you get that website one more time? Uh, if you want to make a donation to help remove very hateful graffiti uh, off the uh, Jewish community center in Northern Virginia. It's uh, jccnv.org. There will be a button on the toolbar that says donate. Just go through there. There's plenty of options, even if it's just like a buck, whatever you can do. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a great cause for a great facility. And, and if you are if you haven't been to a wrestling, uh, a Nova Pro show there, it's one of the nicer indie shows that you'll find. I've been at, we, uh, two chambers and I were in the actual front door to hell uh, in Brooklyn last year. Uh, at an Evolve show, and we've been in some other less than desirable places. Uh, and the JCC is certainly not one of those places. It's a, it's a beautiful building that um, can really get raucous when, uh, when there's a good show going on. And it will be a good show this Friday, the Commonwealth Cup for 2017 at the Jewish Community Center of Northern Virginia. So let's switch gears, uh, something a little bit more festive. WrestleMania just passed. Uh, last time I saw you on the Twitter, uh, you were on a 29 and a half hour train ride to Florida. <laughs> How did that, go? that was fun uh sanjay uh, let's big ups to sanjay for canceling while i was on the train ride so i had something to do <laughs> <laughs> but you know big uh it, honestly like uh it was it was pops's call pops and i go to wrestlemania every year it's both my christmas and birthday present every year since i was like 12 so uh, it's this year, you know, the past couple of years since running the promotion, we've been trying to find ways to cut down costs so we can still go to WrestleMania. Um, his girl went down a couple of days early to go, you know, check out the theme parks and stuff. Uh, I'm not really a big theme park guy. Neither is my dad. So we just decided, Hey, let's take the train down, save a few bucks and, you know, 
have have some, try to have some fun on it. So how I, I haven't been to a WrestleMania since twenty one in Los Angeles. Um, no, correction, uh, twenty nine in um, Giant Stadium. And for me, it's a combination of things. Uh, it's the progression of WWE into what they are now, um, the city itself hosting it, you know, and uh, do I really want to watch a, a wrestling ring from the last row of a football stadium? So how was your experience in Orlando, uh, a smaller venue than Dallas, but certainly not a small venue at all? I'd say this. I'd say, uh, you know, in Dallas, we were in the upper decks above the entrance. And mm -hmm. uh, in Orlando, I was like where the end zone would be for a football game. So it's definitely okay. a better experience just because, you know, it was just a better view. Um, I, to me, I always enjoy when WrestleMania is outside. That, that uh, I just think it's, it, it goes a lot. It just feels a lot more exciting than a dome show. And um, I've been going to wrestling shows since I was five years old. I've been to like eight WrestleManias. Uh, the Hardy Boys coming out in Orlando was the biggest pop I've ever experienced as a wrestling mm -hmm. fan. So that was that, that kind of made it all worth it. Uh, funny story. I went to about three shows that weekend that the Hardy Boys were either on or at. And uh, my wife came down. This is her first WrestleMania weekend. And her whole thing was she wanted to see the Hardy Boys. And every time that I saw the Hardy Boys, she was either in the bathroom or sick or, or just didn't go to that show for some reason. Oh, no. And uh, she was very upset. And then we got to WrestleMania. And then the Hardy Boys come out after the New Day announces them. And they come out, and I look over there and like, see, you got to see the Hardy Boys. <laughs> so, speaking did, of the Hardy Boys, did you take the train back home? I'm sorry, did you take the train back home? No, we uh, we flew back home. Oh, okay. we, we weren't dumb enough. To... <laughs> thank, thank God. Speaking of the Hardy Boys, um, what is your take about how they're able to uh, complete the rest of their independent shows after signing to WWE, which um, from a person who doesn't have promoter experience or, you know, know, knows the business. And it seems a lot of other Twitter people also as well, too, was a little bit conflicted about this. But um, what, what, what's your insight actually about how that was possible, considering considering that, you know, they're not they're not on NXT but they are on the main roster. They're carrying, they're carrying the belts with them and, and all that as well, too. I have always been told, and this may or may not be true, but as far as like my dealings in the business and how uh, things have worked out for me, I found it to be true. Told that when you sign a WWE contract, you, uh, you let them know your dates that you have to fulfill. And it's usually like within six weeks or something of you signing the contract that you can fulfill all those dates. Um, I don't know if how far your, you guys knowledge of any wrestling goes, but when Eddie Guerrero went back in Oh two, uh, he worked a ton of indie dates as the intercontinental champion. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, uh, there's actually a, there's a ring of honor show. Third one where amazing red wears the intercontinental title belt to the ring as like a rib. And um, there's a there's a there's an IWA show where Punk defends the IWA title against Guerrero, and he beats him for it. 
and he cuts a promo about how he should be IC champ now because he beat Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't like it, it, in my own experience promoting. Um, I, I'll say I'll say this, uh, Cedric. It depends on like the person. I'm sure the Hardy Boys had a, have a lot more clout than Cedric than Cedric did at the time to kind of do this. But Cedric had to pull off of Nova Project Two last year because he signed a WWE deal, and I think that might be because they were like starting him right away and mm-hmm. needed him like down there as soon as possible. But um, with the Hardys, I'm sure it's different. I know. Uh, I see. I, I I don't know if this. This is true, but I've seen on a lot of their indie dates that they're only doing signings now. So any show where they were supposed to wrestle, they're only doing a signing now. Which makes yeah, they they did a show in Pennsylvania they just where the they came out and they yeah they 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 came out. They did a bit in the ring, but they weren't actually wrestling when yeah. they were scheduled to wrestle. Yeah, which I I think is fair because those people bought tickets yeah. to see the Hardys, so they saw a lot. Yeah, right. 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 So, my um, other question is too: uh, from all the shows that you've seen when you're down in Orlando, who would you say is somebody that maybe caught your eye that there's a possibility that you may be trying to work something in the future to have them up in uh, Virginia this Mascarita year? Masquerita Dorada. Nice. I, I, this is no joke. Uh, you quote me on this. At some point before Nova Pro closes in like ten or twenty years or whatever. Uh, I will do Masquerita Dorado versus Beta Scott. That, <laughs> okay. That will be a match that happens uh, just because uh, as soon as we went to the CZW show down there and he did the scramble with like Ricky Shane Page and Alexander James and stuff. And as soon as he came out, my wife turned to me and she was like, you know, that'd be really, you know, it'd be really cool to see him wrestle Veda. And then I texted Veda and I was like, hey, would you ever want to wrestle Masquerita Dorada? And then she was like, well, that's my only my favorite wrestler ever. So yeah, <laughs> so, that's probably gonna happen at some point. Um, I de- I definitely want to get Keith Lee up here. Uh, we discussed that on the last show, but just seeing him wrestle the two or three times I did over Mania weekend definitely uh, just made me you know added a little bit extra urgency to that. So you'll probably see him sooner rather than later. And um, I think we need to bring Joey Janela back. Yeah, there's just like there's this presence about the guy that I think uh, is really, you know, can't really teach in wrestling. And Joey Janela is really good at all of those things. So. So that's that's funny because of the three people I was going to mention (laughs) next. uh, First, I'll start off with Vader Scott, who actually uh, shared some blood down there. But again, also working overtime as always. Joey Janela. I heard it had the best promotion of the weekend. Uh, it was a stacked card, nonetheless. So I, I, I had confidence that a lot of people was going to be talking about it. And then a lot of people were saying that uh, that Keith Lee and Donva Dajak was the match of the weekend, which I didn't get a chance to see. But one of it was it was insane. Yeah, I, I was there live for that one, and that match was absolutely incredible. So I, I watched it on the way to work because I, I there's no way I could stay up that late. What time did that start? Didn't I start at 12? The, the, Keith Lee the show Dijak started at 12, but they were the main event. The Keith Lee Dijak match actually happened at like 5 in the afternoon, if I remember correctly, on like Friday. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was that was the show before um, e, uh, Beyond. The Beyond show was um, 
did start at midnight. Riddle. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. That's, that's right, that's right. Yes. And what I wonder what time that match started. You still pose the same question. What time did yeah. that match for me? Two o'clock. I think I I remember it got in the ring at like two fifty. I I was already at I was already in a hotel room drinking at that point. <laughs> that match had definitely happened at like two or three. I remember like looking at my phone and looking up at like. I think I was looking up Carrie Awful at the of the Carnies, and I was like, "Oh, Dijak and Riddle just got in the ring," and it was like 2:45. Yeah, um, well, he said that he was going to uh, hop a cab to the airport and make it home to watch the show. So, uh, you know, heck of a night if you can pull it off. And 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 my other my my last question about Orlando, I also saw that you tweeted, and I also am definitely going to back you on that that you have that you uh you see. Excuse me. You think Nova Pro should have a pro uh, have a show next WrestleMania weekend? I mean, what efforts does it take to make such a um, such a thing in progress? I don't even I don't even know, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such an undertaking. But uh, you know, let WWN know, let WrestleCon know if you're listening to this and you want to see us down there in New Orleans. I know me, Stutzy. And uh, a couple other people definitely want to run a show in New Orleans next year. Uh, I had such a kick-ass time when Mania was down there last time. And uh, I definitely think – I think we could bring a little something different to the table. You know, you look, you looked at a lot of the – the thing that got me about a lot of the WrestleMania cards, and uh, if you looked at a lot of them, the same guys, just wrestling different matches on every show for the most part. Yeah. And I definitely think – we can bring something different to the table if we were given the opportunity to have a show in New Orleans next year. And I definitely think it could even be, it doesn't necessarily have to be an over pro show. You know, it, uh, I get it. Like it's hard to, it's hard to advertise a promotion with a Virginia map as their logo in New Orleans. Mm. But uh, you know, I, I definitely think with the powers that be with me, Brad and you know who everybody else in charge at Nova Pro Wrestling. I just I think we could definitely bring something new, different and exciting to WrestleMania weekend next year. So, you know, let 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 the people know, let WrestleCon, let WWN know that you want to see us put on a kick-ass show next year because I guarantee if we had the opportunity, we'll de- we definitely do it. Excellent. So the next, but the next show in the present coming up this Friday night is the Commonwealth Cup of 2017, the first ever, the, therefore the best ever uh, Commonwealth Cup of 2017. $25 for front row tickets, $20 for general admission, and we have a 12-man tournament. You can find out the list of participants at uh, NovaProWrestling.tumblr.com. It's at the Jewish Community Center of Northern Virginia in Fairfax. That's on 8900. Little River Turnpike, just outside of the Beltway in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, 8 o'clock bell time, 7.30 starts. It's going to be a heck of a night, and I'm jealous because I won't be there. So cheer, cheer the guys on in person for me, but you have to go. It's going to be a great show. I'll be there, so I'll cheer for you if you want. Oh, where, where, where to rub it in? <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. It's good for you. For sure. So, Mike, once again, man, thanks for coming on. We love talking to you. Love talking to Nova Pro. And uh, glad you made it back from Mania. I was very concerned about the uh, midnight train to Georgia that you took. <laughs> and it, it was, was a... Uh, it was scary at one point. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well, 
there is a South Carolina. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> um, it gets pretty dicey down there. Time seems to wind backwards down there, but um, I digress. Uh, Mike, Nova Pro, it's always a great pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you hopefully in a month for the uh, May show. That is but, um, that is titled The Great Gatsby, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, man, The Great Gatsby. It's a name I've always wanted to do. And Lady J tweeted out one time that somebody should do a show with uh, the title The Great Gatsby. And I immediately called her and I was like, you know that that has always been a show I wanted to do. So I had to do it as soon as she tweeted that just because I didn't want anyone else to take it. It's my idea, damn it. So, <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> That's great, man. Uh, you know, I, I can't catch you on this Friday, but I will definitely see you in May. Uh, it's Mike King from Nova Pro Wrestling, and we will see you, well, hopefully, maybe tomorrow, but um, sooner than later. This is the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast for Two Chains. I'm Jamal. Catch me on Twitter at Giant Crab. Uh, for D Wayne, Mr. Silly Sellis, and Dr. M in absentia. We out. See you next week.